Yeah, Salt Lake City. Here we are. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. Um, I got Buck and Mo. Applause sound. Enter applause sound and post edit. Remember that. Uh, yeah, we were in Salt Lake, and uh, because of Buck, basically. So thanks for having us, Buck. Well, thanks for coming out here, guys. And we're in Buck's house right now. Um, <laughs> this is his decor. This is what his house looks like. So. We're enjoying that. Uh, me and Mo just got out of the car. Uh, what's up, Mo? Say what's up. You just gonna sit there? I'm chilling, man. I'm like, <laughs> it's your show. The I don't thing know is, while I was trying to figure all this out, these guys got to eat mushrooms and I didn't, so I'm not on their <laughs> level. And they're just like zoned the fuck out, which is great for a podcast. It really is, and I'm really thinking this is my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is cool. Um, I didn't think Salt Lake was gonna be this hot already. It, I can only wait for the day tomorrow. How is it out here? It's pretty. I'm hot, really gonna have to hold this hot. one together the entire time. I can tell. <laughs> I can really tell. I'm coming in way too hot for these guys. Ah, uh, dude, we'll get to your level. In I a don't second. think you will. I don't think you I'll will. I'll put the energy in. I can. I can go for it. it. All right, go man. All right, Mister Mister T Swift over here. Yeah, this dude had me listening to Taylor Swift for like a solid 45 minutes in that car. They're they're not shocked, bro. <laughs> oh my god, they know, dude. I'm wow. I'm not feeling it, man. And then you're gonna tell me my music is trash when you were singing along to all the songs. Yeah, I was, because I like trashy music, dude. Yeah, that's man. not a secret either. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a secret either. I spent 13 years on the road, fucking with shitty music, man. That's like my lane that I live in. Oh. If you want anything good for me. Or, yeah, if you want anything good for me, go somewhere else to get it. <laughs> you ain't gonna get it from me. I don't have good music taste. I don't really have good, uh, like, comedians that I like. Sometimes people are like, why do you like that guy? When I don't know. Your number one's Bill Burr, so. Yeah. That's hard to say you have shitty taste in comedy. But then it starts declining very fast. Who's your number two? I've never heard this list. Uh, well, like, are we talking like my influences or just who i like who you like like i well my number one who i like would probably be rory scovel and a lot of people <laughs> don't see see i love rory rory if you ever see this dude you and me will go on tour and leave these guys behind they laugh at you just now rory scovel yes, is yeah. your number one dude yeah. oh my gosh yeah, and man. you're my number two. Oh, that's that's a big <laughs> drop from rory scovel <laughs> Influence-wise, I would say number one shares a number two with, like, Bill Burr and Anthony Jeselnik. Oh, nice. I feel like that. those are what I've... That's... When I started comedy, I felt like those guys influenced me the most into my writing, into my performance, into everything. Bill Burr, because you watched him, and Jeselnik, because you watched him live and when you were down at the comedy store? Uh, well, I, I did see him down there, but my first comedy show ever live was when i first turned 18 i went to the insomniac tour dave attell lewis black mitch hedberg before he died hell yeah my cheeks hurt for two weeks dude i love lewis black i will never forget every time i drive past wendover i think of his bit about wendover 
Have you never seen that bit about Wendover? I've never seen it. It's on one of his specials. It's just like darker than black, and then he go and he just opens it up. He's like, he's like, I travel all around the world for for stand up, and sometimes I get to go to exciting places like West Wendover, Nevada. <laughs> Where is it again? Did we drive past it? Yeah, we drive past it every time we go to Salt Lake. Okay, it's the it's the town right at the border of. Nevada and Utah, so the Mormons can sneak into Nevada and gamble. They also have a thing there called uh, Hunter's Widow's Weekend, where all the chicks from Salt Lake get bust in and then get like just dong put in their face. Uh, (laughs) They bring in like a boatload of male strippers, and all these chicks roll into Wendover, get like a weekend while their husbands are out hunting on opening weekend of hunting season. Interesting. Bro, do you not know these things? I don't know anything about... Bro, East Nevada is weird as fuck. Well, I don't know anything much about anything east of Reno. (laughs) Now, if you want to know everything about west of Reno, I got you covered. Bro, you you went to that animal exhibit place. Yeah, the Safe Haven (laughs) Animal Sanctuary. In Reno? No, it's out here. It's right on your way to Elko. Think about if Joe Exotic did more meth. Have you never been to that? And you've, you live, well... He's no, never dro- he's never gone west. He's never gone well, west. Well, it is about halfway though, so you have know. to trek out a little bit. I know, but I don't know the last time have you been out to Reno. That shit is so fucking day, depressing, yeah. dude. <laughs> if you ever feel like you're having a hard time in life and you're just not going to pull out of this hole that that you found yourself in, go to Safe Haven Rescue Center with all those fucking dude. <laughs> Exit 149. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um they allow Asians over there? They'll, yeah. They might feed you. They thought the Josh Smith was Asian, dude. They'll let you in. I'm a li- I, And I was pretty high, so I looked pretty Asian when I was up in that bitch. But it's really, it's it like, it's an eye-opener, dude. Have you ever seen, you've been to the zoo, right? Yeah. So imagine the zoo, like, without their meds. Like, if you took the zoo <laughs> off their meds for, like, a week, and you just let them simmer in cages... And then you went and visited them. Oh, shit. How manic all the animals are and shit. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what Safe Haven Rescue says. I don't, I don't know why they allow zoos in Nevada of all places. 25 bucks a pop, guys. No, 90-minute tour. Is it for, like, just tigers and lions and There's shit? There's tigers. Okay, so here's the most fucked up thing I think about that place, okay? They – now, it's out in the middle of, like, the hills, right? It's just in the wild, like, in the fucking bush. <laughs> I asked what – kind like what is that over there in the cage right and she was like that's a coyote <laughs> and i'm like bitch what she's like yeah when the, when the sun goes down and we all close up shop and put everyone to bed we hear coyotes wild ones come down to the fence howling for the ones that we have in and i'm like yeah because they live out here what the fuck are you caging them for right, right. and then she said usually why they get coyotes is they'll like someone, you know, they take uh, like SUVs and forerunners out in the hills all the time where they where they're at, right? So they'll see like injured coyotes with broken feet, ingrown nails, or they're mangy, like they might have something. So what they do is they bring them into the safe haven, they take that's care crazy. of them, they house them like they're homeless. But that's what coyotes are. Yeah. Like they're mangy. They have fucking fucked up feet. They got missing teeth. You know, like well, well, I swear to you, my, my my I have a, a old coworker. He used to go out to Arizona and shoot coyotes. Paid him a hundred bucks. 
for a guy <laughs> to bring him back too. No, kill it. Like, just, to just, just kill it. Then, yeah, bring it back. Yeah, yeah, bring it yeah, back for proof. For, mm-hmm. <laughs> I and they're over here saving them. <laughs> I just like that you're like describing coyotes as the meth heads of the outdoors. <laughs> like they're just like they're very they're smart what and else? they're very capable, but they yeah they do look strung out. What else would be like the meth animal of the wilderness? Maybe a raccoon. The trash pandas. Yeah, think? yeah. Even I know, I know it's got a little weight to it. But think about it. It's like digging, digging in the trash. It like it, it like can open doors. It'll steal food out of people's <laughs> hands. It is true. Yeah, like it'll chew the copper. Yeah, bro. Like that is true. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Those are the yeah, two, man. man. Those are coyotes and trash pandas. What about well? I was gonna think like possums, but yeah, pos- I was thinking possums. Possums too. are kind of more they're the heroin addicts of yeah, the they're, animal because they're they're asleep ninety yeah, percent. They're docile. They play, they, they play yeah. dead. You know, they play dead. <laughs> hmm. You need something that's in people's face. The only other choice you got is pigeons, like a like either either a pigeon or a rat. But that's not like an alpha animal, though. Yeah, but like are are meth heads alpha? No. On their block, they are. <laughs> like, really, like. <laughs> It depends on how many tents they got set up on their shop. Like, Bro, if, they, I don't... if they're running shit on their corner, then yeah, then yeah, they're alphaing the fuck out of forty six and east, you know, like or wherever the fuck they are. They're running the, sh- they're running that shit. So yeah, yeah I mean, our... we've walked the streets of San Francisco, dude, and we've been approached, and yeah, you can man. tell who's about that life out there and who <laughs> just wants to be fucking on drugs and homeless. There's alphas out there. Oh yeah, I did. I did see a video of. of like skid row and a guy just walks by and smacks the <laughs> shit out of another homeless dude yeah and they just go oh shit he just smacked you and i was yeah. just like yeah man it looks like he's not gonna do nothing drive by <laughs> smacking dude no there's definitely alpha heroin addict or meth heads out there that are running the streets in their tents for sure i all mean right. you have to have someone in control out like in in power out there you know you can't just all be chiefs there's got to be some indians out there too that's the whole point of living i don't like imagine like leaving society you're like all right i'm gonna be homeless i'm gonna live in a tent and then somebody comes up to you day one and be like listen these are the rules and you're like what like we shit outside like what do you mean the rules yeah but there's like a certain spot that you can't shit because we gotta it's too close to the tents too close (laughs) to our watering hole Like, just imagine just day one. It was like, what if there's a homeless owners association and they just roll up to you and they're like, they- it's still HOA. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, hey, hey, you got to clean this up by noon. Yeah. You're going to get a fine. We don't allow purple tents on this corner. Hey, hey, your tent's supposed to face <laughs> east. Turn your shit east. Oh, my God. You bring them the bad drug dealers around. We want the good ones here. The productive ones. Yeah. Yeah, they, the logical thinkers. Oh, my gosh. Of man. the streets. I want there to be a count. Like, because you've seen that movie. Have you guys seen that movie, John Wick? Yeah. And how Lawrence Fishburne. You know there's more than just one John Wick. Yeah, though, yeah, right? there's like four of them. Yeah. But I'm saying uh, the Lawrence Fishburne is like the, the king of the homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what if like you follow the homeowners association and there's like a president and it's still Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> like he just has his side hustle. Is he the king of Skid Row? Uh I didn't think Salt Lake last year when we were doing shows here, I didn't think Salt Lake had a big homeless problem. So after our show last year, 
I grab a city scooter and I'm like doing circles. I went up by like wherever the fucking that main building up on the hill is like a Capitol building or whatever. And I was doing circles around downtown. I went up and down that uh, whiskey bar row and like I was looking at all the restaurants and shit. And then I cut down this alley and it was just it's like maybe a quarter mile long and it's just riddled with homeless people. Yeah, tents everywhere. Yeah, it was bad. And I was like, wait a second. They just the city like pushed all the homeless into this fucking lane right in the middle of downtown and it's almost like they're not there but they're there because they're not out in the streets where like there were so many college kids running around like going bar to bar it, it was people eating dinner outside like inside every restaurant was packed to the brim there's just people out but no homeless people until you make that fucking corner that turn around the corner and it's just like there must have been like a hundred of them oh yeah at it, least it, it's pretty bad and then because there's a park called liberty park and that's where all like the drug addicts the ones that you want to see you know what they see standing like still and shit like zombies are you going there just to get drugs noted (laughs) i knew the homeless were there the the thing it was about that time last year um they they brought in i mean it was on the news and everything um they brought in uh those big old bulldozing trucks and shit the police ones you know and ran the homeless over well they just fucking came in and just threw out all their shit like if they didn't move it they just threw it out like they just threw it did they at least wait for people to get out of their tents before they took the bulldozer down I, I mean, I didn't stay that long. I've seen it. I've seen it. Hey, say your shit. Wait, bro, did you show up like, like, this man, podcast? I was, this shit. No, I was like, Tuesday, down there. I was Tuesday, like, Tuesday. Yeah, I was driving down. I was like, holy shit. This shit's fucking crazy, man. Bro, it's like Demolition Derby, but with just homeless people. T- That's so funny. That's so fucked up, dude. <laughs> How yeah. do they collect them, though? Because they're pushing them all out of that alley. Yeah. I don't even know. Imagine, be, know imagine like... They, they took them somewhere. Imagine just being in that tent, you know, and you're just trying to live your best life, and it's just <laughs> a normal day, just another normal day, nothing exciting. There's no new street closure postings. There's no cones going up, no barricades, just a normal fucking night into a next normal day, and then you just wake up to beep, beep, oh. beep. <laughs> Beep, and you're like, "What is that?" And then all of a sudden, you peep out of your tent, and there's just big fucking scooping shovel coming yeah, towards you, and it's got like all your homies in it, and their tents are just fucking rolling. Like, I think of like cartoon shit. Yeah. Oh so man, that's, what, that, that, that's how I, that, that's exactly how I remembered it. <laughs> that's exactly how it happened, dude. Uh, all of a sudden, the crazy, whole street's man. just fucking clear yeah. and clean. Yeah, because I mean, that, that, there was a lot of businesses right there. There used to be a dealership, like a Porsche dealership around that area. And then because of, you know, the homeless problem and stuff. Um, but now it's all. Can't have Porsches there. around homeless. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things downtown. We used to have a Porsche shop. Bro, they would, still shop. Like, they would still like the covers from the top of like the the convertible cars like the the cloth ones because uh-huh. they just they make better blankets yeah, than that. you ever wrap yourself in a convertible top <laughs> in the middle of august <laughs> yeah you ever feel that nice fabric against your legs in the middle of july oh man it's nice at night that 65 turns to a cool 55 <laughs> especially with all the cars driving by <laughs> this is so fucked up we're just homeless bastards <laughs> It's all good. We figured out a long time ago homeless don't fuck with me, so fuck them. Yeah, man. That was like episode two. Yeah, I want to be friends with them. It's hard, though. 
because I understand, like, I used to be homeless, but not to that extent. I used to live out of my car. I didn't have any income. I had no one helping me. I had nowhere to stay, no shower. Like, I had to fiend for food every day and figure it out while I tried to figure out income. Like, I've been there. However, I know there's an option. You don't have to be there. You can do things to get yourself above that. And a lot of them out there don't want to. Yeah, let's say at least 90%. 90%. It's just easy for them not to. And a lot and of them get money from the government. And yeah. That's why there's so many, like, like even homeless Native Americans. that It's a big population here in Utah, especially, because they all get money from the reservation yeah. and stuff. And so, like, dude, like, there's a uh, liquor store. Because remember you were asking me, like, where to sell liquor? We only... In Utah, they, they sell it at liquor stores. So you got to go to a, a certain liquor store that doesn't even open on Sundays. But Bevmo? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Utah, change your fucking laws. <laughs> change that. If yeah, I got to see... I don't even drink. Mormon if, mafia. Listen, if I got to see another another bartender... Talk nice. If I got to see another bartender put some weird contraption on top of a bottle so it can measure perfectly one ounce because their shot is one ounce i'm i'm gonna scream i'm good whatever bar we're in i'm gonna gonna scream because your skin color and it's gonna happen i'm ready we're gonna go take some i'm ready bro after this you're gonna end up in jail (laughs) i'm i'm ready bro and i'm when they haul me off i'm gonna be like joseph smith was the devil (laughs) right in the middle of their town Do it, do it. Dude, I'm getting kicked kicked out of you. <laughs> yeah, no, back to that story though. That, there's a liquor store right here. They don't allow Native Americans in there. <laughs> Is it all white owned or what? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's, it's state owned. The liquor store is state owned. Wait, all right, let's what? go down the line. What's your least favorite race? Go. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I'm the kidding. Kentucky don't do Derby. Don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to say Formula Fifty One. <laughs> What's your least favorite race? <laughs> Chinese people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, Some of you guys are going to hear that. That's, that's, no, that's fair. You're I don't have a Chinese. I don't have a single Chinese listener, dude. I think you're good. I'm the only close to Chinese person close to this podcast. I think he's closer than yeah, you. Now, he's now that I got Buck on, yeah. yeah. Now you, oh, yeah. you're number one. Number one. Number one Asian. I'm cl- <laughs> the <laughs> original Asian. I'm closer to Asia than you are, bro. I think no, you're I'm not. Pl- no. No, you're not. I'm African, bro. Everybody came from us. Hey, just because that island's about to fall off into the ocean, don't make it Asian. Nelson Mandela's <laughs> my cousin, bro. Like, come on. He wasn't Asian, though. <laughs> he was from the Asians of Africa, the same people. Okay, what's more <laughs> Asian, though? That or the Philippines? That, bro. I don't think so. <laughs> Do they share the same body of water? Oh, the and no. and uh, oh, you guys got the the Pacific Ocean, yeah. But do those know. two countries share the same body of water? No, because I'm pretty sure that's what makes them more Asian. No, it's the water, the beach. It's not the water, bro. It's the water. It's, it's definitely something in the water. <laughs> something in the water. Look, guys, there's something in the water. <laughs> uh. I thought that for a while that there, well, there is something in the water, like they did dump chemicals in it. But I thought because there were so, there were so many like, um, you know, like nowadays, like back, I mean, how old are you, Buck? 41. So yeah, we're all from like pretty much close to the same generation. So we all understand that now when you look at 
a person like you think is maybe like 14, 15, they're like 19, 20. And then on the other side, you look at a person, you're like, are you fucking 15 or 50? Like, I can't tell. That wasn't like that when I was growing up. When you looked at someone, you're like, oh, you're a kid. Oh, you're an adult. And you're, you know, after your 20s or you're in your 30s and you're 15 and you're 10. It was really clear and obvious. I think something was put in the water. And it nah, made- bro. I look back. You've seen videos of people from like 04. And they're like, these kids are in high school and they look 35. <laughs> like, yeah, this is like old as shit, bro. Well, people yeah, are 04. getting People are getting younger looking. You're right. But it's not in the water. I think it's just genetics no i think it's just further away from the atom bomb or <laughs> we start <laughs> healing <laughs> i think that atom bomb like blew up and fucking di- and fucked up the entire world for a few decades and people were just ugly yeah yeah bro and then the smoke cleared and this is what people are actually supposed to look like yeah <laughs> yeah bro the golden girls that explains everything about jennifer lopez <laughs> jennifer lopez and Salma Hayek are the same age as the Golden Girls, dog. At least two of them. Okay. That's what I'm saying, man. They they got hit with that bomb, bro. Okay, but I also think it's a, a, a lot of that, in particular, has a lot to do with who's deeper in the Illuminati than someone else. Do you tell me, you Hayek, think you think the Golden Girls weren't deep in the Illuminati? I don't think deep enough. No, bro. Betty White been because s- if they were. They would, they would look like how Salma Hayek. She's sucking down baby fetuses, bro. The Golden Girls. She's married to some that. billionaire too. Like there's oh, a, yeah. there's a, there's a weird thing about billionaires marrying like baddies later on in life. Like that nerd who owned Reddit, he's fucking banging uh, Serena Williams. That's his wife. They had a baby together. Uh, Salma Hayek. I think Naomi Campbell's married to some billionaire, Janet Jackson. Like there's these billionaires picking off like. Especially like black and Latin women lately, like that are older. And I don't know. I think you're right, man. I think I think they they like got the adrenochrome, mm-hmm. and then and they're like, listen, but few years from now, Eve too. Eve like married some Formula One billionaire dude, and it's just like you're gonna get this. You're gonna look young. You're gonna look good, but someday you gotta pay the piper, and that's gonna be some billionaire. You gotta. Gotta let him put his old balls inside of you. We're gonna let you suck down these baby fetuses to stay hot. <laughs> but then, you're gonna have to take some Bezo balls, and you're gonna need to suck them down. I don't think Bezos is in the Illuminati, dog. I think he's one of the main cloaks. I don't think so, man. I don't think so. I think he's a front for somebody else who's in the Illuminati. You know what? I bet it's gonna be the most least suspecting people. It's going to be the most least, like, it's going to be like Lindsay Lohan is in charge. And we're all going to be like, what the fuck? It's going to be like the least suspected people. (laughs) Lindsay Lohan and Birdman just talking to each other. Put some respect on it. Sorry, I know I stole that from you. You were about to do it. <laughs> My good. bad. We were racing. <laughs> yeah, we locked eyes. And I just, you were already talking, so I just was like, I got this. <laughs> my timing's impeccable. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, Birdman, and uh, and that one dude who played Alfred on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, Master William. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. It's those Or three. it's actually Uncle Phil. He's he still alive, die, bro. He didn't die. James, hey, James Avery is still alive. Yeah, we see you. 
We he's, see he's over here watching us right now next to Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, check these fools out. <laughs> I'll say something right now. I hate this fucking decor in this place, dude. It's not. Sorry, no, it's not doing it for me, Buck. You need some new couches, dog. Bro, this shit's I, I from the fucking seventies. I'm pretty that sure one is so dust. uncomfy because it's supposed to transition into a bed, but it's just like yeah, I've been sinking. Se- yeah, <laughs> for a fucking half hour, I've been sinking slowly. I would have. I should have dust. I should have warned you. <laughs> we put that bullshit chair next to us instead. I guess it's all good now. I mean, it is what it is, but I mean, a new rug, Buck, at least. Yeah. Couch covers. He can't get a new off. rug. This yeah, is the rug he made out with a girl for the first time when he was like back into. This is telling us all of his like neighborhood stories. He's like, yeah, I saw a homeless dude get stories. robbed on this corner right here. I had my first beer that day. Like, it's like he's like, I got this rug from a Persian dude. He also tried to sell me candy. Like, I'm excited to do comedy this weekend. <laughs> I'm excited to get all this energy yeah, into too, a fucking too, mic in front of a crowd. Um, when did you tell us? Tell us because my my listeners know Mo, like some of them know Mo, and then now they're being reintroduced to Mo on this one, but they don't know you at all, like from anything I've ever done. This is the first time you and I have ever sat down and done this. So give us a little rundown on like uh, how you got into where you are now. Like I, we don't need you know. Yeah, or yeah. or so, if so you want like to detail that, it out, actually, go for I, I was just telling Mo the story. You know, like that's why I love this guy so much. You know what I mean? Kiss him. <laughs> no, suck his dick. Suck his dick. I'm already man. shadow banned on YouTube. They're nah, not going to see it. <laughs> but um, I mean, uh, so like I was showing him this video of, of, uh, that I just posted on Instagram, um, and it was like four year, four four and a half years ago when I did it at Wise Guys. It was kind of when I just kind of started an open mic, open mic, and. And this is when I was in my uh, separated stage from my ex-wife. And so he's like, dude, you look jacked. I was like, yeah, because I was fucking living in my trailer in a buddy's fucking driveway. You know what I mean? But I started comedy um, when I was still married. Like, when I started, I, I did clean comedy, too. And so, but shit didn't work out. You know what I mean? And I ended up getting the fuck out of Utah. And just comedy was the last thing on my mind. And then I ended up in a small town of Elko. And... They did a, com- a comedy competition, and that's when I met these guys. You know what I mean? So, but, um, but yeah, you know what I mean. Like even with uh, starting my my first show, you met Albert. You know, and so like even Albert. Um, he, Shout out Albert Hammer. Um, he helped me start producing. I, I didn't I, I didn't know how to produce a show. You know, he helped me with my first show uh, that we did out in Spring Creek, and they did that, and that was fun. You know, I mean, walking into a, a bar. Um, in fucking Spring Creek, Nevada, you know, fucking interrupted a clans meeting and shit. <laughs> you know? They're like, yeah, let's bring this Asian guy in and do some comedy. You know what I mean? Like, you remember uh, Richard? He had a, he blew his hand in Vietnam, blew up his hand. So remember he had the stuff and shit. So he was cool, man. And they showed us so much love, and um, you know, and then I've been fucking with comedy ever since. You know, and came back to Utah and um, like you know, we all work, we all have to do like. Uh, shit to survive you know what i mean but I, I wanted to make opportunities for myself and for other people too so that's why like i just kept producing i i'm unfortunate to know a lot of people here in town people know me and so you know hey man you want to try this try that you know and and i just kept going you know like even this mic we got a mic right down the street man like a different demographic for us here in utah 
Uh, it's a gava bar. So it's like a, a Polynesian spot where they serve alcohol and stuff too. You know what I mean? So that's opening up uh, the whole new demographic for us here, you know, which would be fun. You know, because I grew up with Polynesians. <laughs> but yeah, man. But And now we're here, you know, I, we, and thank you guys for coming out here. You know what I mean? This, you guys are paid comedians and you guys are out here doing this for free. You know, we're going, we're going to rack up some money and donate to a good cause. Well, I do things for people that do things for me. You're like, you'll never catch me driving out to do this for, like, a stranger. You know what I mean? And last year when you put us up, um, that was, like, everything that I needed from you. And you showcased yourself. You did, you did a set. And um, what stuck in my mind from that night was during your set, there was, like, audio issues still happening. Like, kinks were still being worked out for the show. And I watched you power through and still get some of the biggest laughs of that night because of how you were really? and how you held yourself. And that stuck in my mind after that show, even when I went home, because I always go home and I go, okay, what was good? What was bad? What can be changed for next time if it's going to happen? Should I? Shouldn't I? You know, keep this on the list or scratch it and find something else. And I was like, dude, Buck is such a solid guy. For the first time meeting him, putting me up the way he did, and then showcasing himself and showing that he's about that life. Like, checked all the fucking boxes. So, yeah, I'll always, I'll always do that and, for and, you. And what's crazy is for, uh, that, that night was probably one of the um, hardest nights for me. Because, um, I mean, bringing out Luz and everybody, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, we had to put money into it, the advertisement and stuff. And so, it, I mean, it was a loss, but it was a learning experience, you know. And, um, and so, like, it was hard for me. And for you to say that, it, it, made, it made that night so much better now. Yeah. You know, just knowing that because it, it's... Um, it does just go back to comedy, you know what I mean? Like no matter what, yeah, you man. Know, so. And like this whole year, I've been getting around, and um, I'm only finding like good people. Like this whole run so far has been just good people. There was one show that was a little wonky, but that's because it's in such a major market. They don't give real two fucks about themselves, let alone out of towners promoting themselves and like on a run and doing major markets all like they don't care because they're just oversaturated but for the most part all year it's just been good people and good shows and that that like in comedy you have to have friends like you can't just go about it alone because you'll never like make headway you have to like have friends you got to build a circle you got to build your own community and like make it as tight as you can right man and and that's what i build i I, like i didn't get that when i started comedy here and i i got that from being out away from utah you know what I mean? Like, I mean, nothing against anybody here. It was just, it was a different time for me. I didn't know if I had friends, you know what I mean? Like, I, like it was just a different feel. Like, it, we were all in competition with each other, you know what I mean? And so it's just like, it's intimidation, is it what? You know what I mean? And so, but, you know, now that, that, that I've been in it for, for a little while now, it was just all in my head, you know what I mean? Like, these because I, I still fuck with everybody, yeah. you know, like all the, the same guys, and now they're, you know, we're, we're, where we're at in our in our career now, you know what I mean? And it's, it's still continuing to grow. So. Yeah, you got to remember to have fun, too. <laughs> the whole time, yeah. you know? Like um, like a good example, like uh, lately when I've been taking Mo out, I, we've been having the most fun. Like this motherfucker hit the splits in a theater. <laughs> and, and that's just having fun, you I've know? Seen, like, I've seen that recording. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, show, that, just, that like shows Mo's having fun. Yeah. And it's not just so much like 
go, grind, tell jokes, say hi, say bye, go, grind. Like, this motherfucker broke out of character and hit the splits and popped back up and I was so it. glad my pants didn't rip. Oh, my God. <laughs> I saw the video, and I was like, damn. I need to, Close one. I need. Nah, I, 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 I was like, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> stop eating so much candy. I was just like, oh, like I saw the belt on the back of the picture look like a thong, and I was just like, that thing was holding on for dear life. <laughs> and then the reaction of the people in the background too. Yeah, well, when bro. you hit the ground, everyone felt yeah. it. <laughs> it wasn't like a like a like a gentle drop. It was like, ah, yeah, everyone felt it. I mean, it that and like that just goes back to like everyone just having fun you know and that that's what's going to make comedy like the best is if you can go out put yourself out there and like be consistent and be noticeable and and become on a level where you're like on your way to being undeniable when you're when your fun is happening that's when you really like start to enjoy like dude i could do this forever but when you stop having fun, you're like, fuck that show. That crowd was fucking garbage. I'm, that joke's funny. I'm going to keep doing yeah, it. You see people like that, too. Oh, yeah, man. they're everywhere. And, and it's, they're everywhere. It's, like, it's just becoming humble. It's teaching people to be humble. You know, like, but it's, I guess some people just don't learn. Like, they start off, yeah. they, they do one good show, and then it's just a mic, and now they think they're the funniest thing ever. <laughs> and then they keep doing the same jokes over and over, wondering why it's not working. You know, and so it's like, and they're so hard on themselves. And I'm just like, dude, just. You know, don't be so hard on yourself. Like you're, you're, you're not making it fun. Yeah. You know? Like exactly what you're saying, man. And um, I got told a lot of good advice when I was coming up around a lot of killers that put out a vibe they wanted nothing to do with me. So I was humbled off the bat all the time, all the time. Like when I when I was doing comedy, I was didn't even consider myself a comedian because of the people I was hanging out with. I'm like, well, that's a comedian. That's a comedian. And then I would point at myself and go, not yet. Like, I'm just a guy that does comedy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I sat down at a table with comedians, and there was people after the show, like, at the table drinking, and everyone's, you know, like, great show, great set, da-da-da. I was on. I hosted. So I was on the show, too, you know? And everyone's like, um, or no, this is a different time. I, I wasn't on that show, but I was there supporting. I sit down with my friends that were on the show. Mm-hmm. One of the girls points at me and goes, are you a comedian? And I opened my mouth, and the guy that was mentoring me answered for me. And put his hand on the table and said, no. And that happened a lot to me. A lot, a lot. Like, anytime I would go out and I wasn't on a showcase and people would be like, are you a comic? People would answer for me. No, he's not. He's just one of our good friends. He's here supporting. Until after a year kicked in and I like, got my feet underneath me and I started to run a little bit. Oh, yeah. Then it became apparent, like, this guy's not only doing comedy, but he's, like, serious about it. But you got to have, like, that humble to you at, eventually at some point you have to have it done or you have to have it said or given however it's going to be otherwise you're like like you said running amok through open mics thinking you're fucking crushing and you're not <laughs> not even close you know i got told um a couple things from the same chick uh older a little bit more not old in age but older and commie like a vet comic um that you never stop bombing you just get better at it mm-hmm. And you watch that happen over time when you do a lot of sets and you do a lot of bigger shows and stuff and you open and your opening's not going well, but then all of a sudden you tell this joke and you're not really behind it, but the crowd pops and you're like, okay, I'm bombing gracefully now. Mm-hmm. And then your next set, maybe you're a little better or if you're worse, that means you just got to go home and work some shit out more. You know I love that. I love that, that quote, you know, I love that saying that it's that mindset. Like you got to go up there thinking like you're going to bomb eventually and 
if you think you're not going to bomb, which kind of what happened to me, I felt like when I started, I was doing great, doing great, but I wasn't like cocky or anything. But then as soon as I bombed, I, I was done. I'm not doing comedy no more. You know what I mean? And, it, and it was, it's so hard to. Where was that? You remember your first bomb? Wise guys. <laughs> so the first time you ever yeah. did comedy yeah, in a club, how many people were there? I mean, it was full room. I mean, it was full. It was what like, is that? A hundred, hundred twenty or something like that. People, like, but, but Do you remember do. your first bomb? Was it your first time too? You're like, nah, dude. I don't. I haven't bombed yet. No, no, I bomb <laughs> all the time. It's just like it. It was just like I was heard people say it over and over again. So when it happened, I was just like, oh, all right. I was like, I was already expecting it because I wanted to do. I've always wanted to try new jokes, so I bomb non-stop because i'm always doing new jokes at open mics does one stick out more than like in the uh, very beginning pr- probably probably the one not at, recently no i'm saying probably the one in vegas when i was like the 32nd comic after oh Jesus. <laughs> on a list of 40 oh my god and it was like all comics that i the funniest laugh that got like hit was was uh, not even during my set. This girl, this girl was bombing before me, and in the middle of her set, a guy like hits his drink on the table, and gets up and goes, "I hate this lady!" <laughs> <laughs> the whole room just explodes in the laughter. <laughs> and then I went up and just like ate a dick for like five minutes, and I was just like, "All right, thank you." Yeah, that first bomb's pretty tough, man. But once I think once you get it out of your system, if you go back. Because a lot of people get that yeah, first yeah, bomb oh, yeah, and, they, and then they stuff, don't yeah. do comedy anymore and yeah. they don't open mic well, anymore. Well, it was hard too, was because it was a joke that I thought was so at home. Because it was a it was the first time I ever tried doing my mom, like her accent and stuff. Pause, rewind. It's the first time. You <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Hey, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, I'll cut yeah, that gonna, out. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we'll we'll try it again. All right, and action. It's the first time. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like I'm, I'm doing an impersonation of my mom on stage, and it just didn't come off right and you know and i guess and did you try a voice you yeah, tried it was to, a you voice tried to do and, like yeah. exactly how she sounds and try to do her demeanor and everything mm-hmm. oh boy and it, it just well but I, I didn't come off right either it didn't sound right i, I didn't have it recorded or anything you know what i mean uh-huh. but it was like trying out a new joke for the first time you know like it was just the first time i did it and then to do it at because you know wise guys open mic is is, is pretty serious on, on wednesdays here you know what i mean and um and because it gets a good room, you know, mm-hmm. and and so usually you want to practice at the other places right. first before you do it there. And so that was like kind of my inside cockiness thinking, oh, shit, I'm funny. I can make anything, you know, anything funny. Mm-hmm. Before, so while everyone else is open micing, you're at home just waiting for the wise guy, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I still remember it. And, I mean, it's always going to happen. And. Gotta keep going, shit. <laughs> like the, hey, the the first time Mo ever seen my set, I bombed in Elko. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Like so, um, uh, I I won the first Elko's uh, uh, first Elko's best comic, and so uh, the first one he did. I mean, they only did how it many twice. really are in that competition though? It was like five of us, yeah. maybe. Like a but basically, really, but the, it, it, was, was, it was like probably like twenty people. It was two nights. They did they did both, and they did like an average for gotcha. one night and stuff gotcha. like that. And then that's kind of how it happened. This fool bombs the first night, and then uh, I come up to him like, "Dude, your your shit's funny," because it it was like the premises were all really good, 
And I was like, and then I guess we had lunch the next day, and I helped him piece some of the stuff together. And then he figured, and then he got his confidence back, and then went up there and then beat me in the fucking competition. <laughs> yeah, that shit was bullshit. Yeah. I almost saw the same thing happen on last seasons of Survivor, on on season forty four. Yeah, almost the same. Almost the same scenario. So like they have to make fire. They have a fire making competition at the very end when there's three left. So one gets picked to be on like the last right of like the last two and then the jury gets to pick out of the two who gets the million dollars so when there's three left there's two that got a battle to the death right so they got to make fire and before the fire making competition they're on the beach together because they all live on the same beach the tribes have merged and now it's just three people living on the beach the two people one of the guys the two people going head to head one of the guys was teaching the other one how to make fire and that one almost beat him well, why to, would you teach your opponent because how to make he was fire? super fucking nice and that guy that was teaching the other guy how to make fire beat the chick and won the million dollars nice <laughs> see i should have won that money dog your redemption's coming <laughs> your redemption's coming it's there'll be good, a time man. where you and buck have to go head to head it might good. be tomorrow night <laughs> I don't want to be the best comic. No, no, the first my mind. I don't want to be the best comic in Elko. No, no, my mind. This is my favorite. You want to leave it up to Don Viola. Right here, man. My I'll have to bleep right that here. out, probably. So. Uh, no, Don can take a joke. I fucking love her. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll leave it in then. Let's. Uh, I know I got to bring Don out here too. I got to bring Don out here. I got you, Don. She's still doing shows. Yeah. 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 She's supposed to record an album pretty soon here. If you guys don't know who that is, she opened for my special all weekend that was shot in Elko at the stage door. But, yeah. Man, now you got me to think about some shit. It's the mushrooms? I need to catch yeah, up with is. you guys. No, we- no, no. Just Survivor, bro. Yeah, I love like, Survivor. I never watched that show. You never? Yeah, I felt like it'd be disrespectful to my parents. <laughs> like watching Survivor, <laughs> like, they're like they like you know how to have it like in the on TV in the living room, and then they're just bu- watching a bunch of white people trying to survive shit that they. No, it's not just wrong. white people. There's there's like people from they they make it super diverse because that it starts with like eighteen of them or 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 more you know and then immediately it starts breaking down because every day there's a tribal council and everyone everyone's getting fucking voted out right after another and then yeah it usually ends up like there's a handful of white people on a beach together because <laughs> they co-inspired the whole fucking time to get yeah. everyone else off yeah yeah bro they're like, like where are you from boston yeah dude i'm from jersey let's yeah. stick together let's get these colors <laughs> off the show let's get the colors <laughs> out of here <laughs> Look at that redheaded bitch that looked like she can't eat seafood. Let's get her out of here. <laughs> She's burning. Let's you know what? Her. I miss cheese. I miss cheese. Oh, man, dude. The way they talk about shit that they miss after two weeks of being on a fucking island as if they've been gone like Tom Cruise and Castaway. That's how they act. It's so fucking funny. I like how point. you said Tom Cruise, but it's or Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah, it's I think, actually. I, think I would love Cassidy. to see Tom Cruise, <laughs> Tom Cruise yeah. talking to Wilson, yeah, hell yeah. doing his own stunts, bro. Like, yeah. We need like, to remake we gotta, Castaway with Tom Cruise. We gotta wait till there's a real storm in the ocean. Like, yeah, we need we need a Mission Impossible: The Castaway Edition. <laughs> oh my god! He's like repelling from the rocks with his fucking. He grows, grows a big old fucking beard. Wilson kills itself because he's been talking about Scientology the yeah. entire time yeah, on Wilson, the island. Well, didn't Wilson commit suicide? He jumped off the raft, right? 
I don't know. I thought he went flat. Have you never seen Castaway? I haven't seen it. Because it would upset forever. your parents of a white guy being stuck on a fucking island. <laughs> no, they love that movie. <laughs> like, what the fuck? They're like, good, I hope he dies. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one to worry about instead of... When they, when they built the raft, they stopped... When they turned off the movie. I never saw the end of Castaway. Oh, jeez. Spoiler alert, he, he makes it. Fuck. Yeah. And then he becomes Forrest Gump. Yep. Yep. Became a captain of a ship, too. Yep. I don't know why he would ever go back on the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> this was crazy. This was crazy. That is pretty crazy how some of these actors take almost the same role and they keep going back to the same situations. Yeah, bro. There's a, it, We're on the Equalizer 9. as Fast and Furious 15. Bro, like, Vin Diesel has been playing Vin Diesel ever since he used to be Puerto Rican. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't know that uh, Vin Diesel's uh, interracial. Like, he's half white and half black. Is he? Yeah. I thought he was... Uh, yeah, I did think he was, he's like, Dominican. Black. Brother, like, there's a... Old That's what people think I am. <laughs> is Dominican, dude. Hey, what, do you, what did you think I was before you found out and watched watched my set and heard what I was? What did I you think? I thought he was white. You thought no, I you, was... You got some color you, thought on you, though. I was you got some white. color on you, though. The last time I saw you, you were you weren't as you weren't as tan. Yeah, I was going through, I was going through some shit. I was pretty pale. Yeah, I was pretty malnourished. Like I was going through some shit too, man. But that's funny though, isn't it? That people think that I'm, I'm what they call. Um, what do they call me? They're like a. They call me a. a what are you? That's what, <laughs> what they call me. Yeah, what, what are you? Why do you? Why do you put an accent? What are you? Yeah, what are you? Because that's usually coming for. That's what it sounds like when I hear it. Is a what are you? Sometimes there's a boy added. <laughs> oh my god, they want to make sure you're white before they're racist. Well, sometimes hey, you know they what? think I'm one of them. Just I've been at Tahoe in the on the beach. You know what? That's respectful though. Like at least like before they would have. If they found out that you were like anything else but white, they would have been even more racist. But they were like, "Well, we want we want him to feel comfortable." Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to ostracize him right away. <laughs> but if we get to talking about family, and when they ask me, and I'm like, I have to explain my mom. That's when the ice fucking breaks really? and the walls crumble. Yeah, because wow. the only way I can explain my mom is she's white, and. Like what kind of she's Trump white? If you want to know what kind of white she is, and then they look at me and go, "Oh," and they start breaking me down, and I'm like, "No, but hold on, I'm other things." <laughs> is, that, is that the password? I'm not. Did you I'm just not give us all a, a race? I'm not all racist. I'm, there's like 50 percent of me that's not. <laughs> I wonder if I wore a "Make America Great Again" hat, like if white people would talk to me differently. You know what's fucked up is I look good in red. <laughs> it's fucked up. And I'll sport it too. I want to walk with. I might get I one of those one and walk too. around I Sparks. I would wear a hat too. Walk around Sparks in a red hat. Yeah, in the in a Make America Great Again, <laughs> a straight up MAGA. Hat. I wonder if I get like better service at like some of those bars. You might, but you should. What you should do is you should wear a red hat with the white lettering in the same font, but it doesn't say Make America Great Again. It says something else. But from a distance, they're gonna wave you down. You know what I mean? But when you get closer, it's already too late for them to you know take away their their greetings so they're just going to accept you anyways and then try to figure out it should say something would it still be maga but like something else yeah it'd be like whatever slogan you want to put that's that acronym you know you can make it say anything really as long as it fits on the hat like make america great again it just from a distance it's got to look like a maga hat oh man and then when you get up it's like whatever the fuck 
Merch idea. Yeah. Merch idea. I, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just get a get some hats. I, I wonder if they make a make emo great again hat, but in red and white because I seen it in black and white. Or make Asians great again. <laughs> what happened? And y'all? that's Why? the show. <laughs> <laughs> Why is y'all great no more? Silly oceans. <laughs> We're not so great. I got nothing bad to say about them. Well, no, let me ask you guys. I fuck with Laotian when, when you first looked at me. That. When you first looked at me, did you think right away I'm Asian? You get yeah, that right away. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and like, do 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 you guess what kind of Asian is that? Like something you guys do too? Like, let's see if I can get close. What kind of I Asian do because <laughs> I'm well, I'm Filipino, so I feel like I can kind of spot them out a little bit, and yeah. that's what I thought you mostly were. But I thought there's something else to like maybe white, maybe. Something whiter. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah, I get that. I thought you were Mongolian, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same people, you know. <laughs> Honestly, the first time I saw you, I yeah. thought you were black. Yeah, that, that's my joke about. <laughs> I how thought you were like, just yeah. a light skin. <laughs> 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 I mean, you talk like one, you act like one. No. You, you fucking sense. robbed me the first time, and I was like, "Oh, this is definitely Mo's friend." <laughs> uh. No, that's just fucking around. This is going to be a good time this weekend. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll end it because we want to have ourselves a night, too. But there's the Salt Lake Roadcast, guys. Buck and Mo. Um, there it is. Yo, and yo. Uh, let's see what's next. I mean, we got after Salt Lake, we have um, Chico coming yeah, up. Yeah, September. September, September 8th, 8th. Chico at Gnarly's downstairs in their uh, little club basement. I've been doing a lot of downstairs basement shit. It rocks. It rocks. Hell Low yeah. ceiling. The, the nice boom and crisp sound out of that mic and then the close up seating. I like their green room because like mm-hmm. they have that, that two doors so you can yeah. go to the front of the stage and then walk out back All behind the way everybody where no one can see you. Yeah. yeah. You can literally walk behind the last chair and they don't see you walking by because there's a wall right there and that whole wall goes to the stage. So you could walk you know, if you want to go watch the show to the very back of the room and then to the bar because the bar ends right there too. Super fucking convenient for not having to walk through the crowd. That's pretty cool. As a comic. Yeah. There's some good green rooms we have. The one in uh, uh, Vallejo was good. Yep. That was a great setup. It was like Victorian, right? Or it was vintage or something along those lines. I got in trouble there because I tried to like walk all the way. There was that little room in between uh, next to the bar. Yes. And I tried to, I walked in there and the lady's like, you need to, you can't go. And I'm like, I'm one of the comments. She's like, no, nah, still. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't want to walk through the crowd to get to the. And she's like, no, no. I was just like, I was just like, what is the ghost of like, like little orphan Annie? Huh, like dude, that? her fucking drug purse was back there and you're too dark to be walking back. Bro, <laughs> I miss an opportunity. Her drug purse is back oh there, bro. Oh my gosh. She would have, she looked like she had the good arthritis too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> The fucking death fog group, yeah, bro. bro. <laughs> the jaws like, of life. They're just giving her just straight. You heroin, ever have bro. a girl with hand problems grab your dick though? <laughs> I have. I have. It fucking hurts, man. It's all bony. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. They can't flex those fingers, so that grip is ridiculous, dude. Bro. I had a girl. Well, this is probably for another podcast, but like, I'll just premise it and then I'll punchline it on another episode. But I had a girl that had like arthritis problems, or it was um. Carpent tunnel, right? Isn't that the same thing? Like basically, oh, that's in your wrist. Yeah, so it wouldn't it wouldn't allow her to like close the bottom three fingers. She could like hold pencils strong, mm-hmm. but anything below that, she wouldn't. 
So like we were getting down one night and she was jerking me off, but she was only jerking me off with her <laughs> index and her thumb. The most uncomfortable hand job because her other three fingers were like this. And the whole time she's jerking me off, she's basically just slapping my balls. <laughs> and I am like, I'm starting to go a little soft after a while because I'm taking a goddamn beating, man. <laughs> Don't get jerked off with Girl the Carpent Tunnel. All right. Thanks for tuning into the show. Like, low, like, low, like, low, pay attention to my lesson, it might happen to you.